and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Winter Magic Series. I love talking about movies. So I'm going to make sure that I stay on topic and don't give away any spoilers, okay? Also, I purposely did not rewatch these movies to refresh, you know, my memory and, you know, sometimes when you watch a movie for the second or third time, you pick up on other things. So I purposely did not do that just so I wouldn't potentially say a spoiler, you know, and I had to get like a spoiler alert. Um, So I didn't want to do that. I am going to give you my reason why I'm recommending these movies. And I I just have three. And uh, some of the things that were really cool about the movie movies, and then I would love for you to go check out these movies. And even if you watched them before, go back and look at it again. As I was saying earlier, we notice things the second and third time around. So before we get into all that jazz, if you are not connected with me on Instagram, what are you waiting for? That's where some fun things happen. All right. So I love connecting with uh, my community via Instagram stories or Instagram live. So you can connect with me by going to cosmic underscore witch underscore goddess. And I look forward to connecting with you there. And yeah, when I go live, you know, uh, click that notification button. So, you know, when I go live and join in on the conversation. All right. Two more things. I am going to bring back the Ask Tia segment. However, I need your help. If you are new to this podcast, the Ask Tia segment is when I would answer a few questions from the people who send in uh, their uh, questions or concerns via email, sometimes even uh, Instagram DMs. Uh, Sometimes people also text me questions. So uh, I would take a few questions, answer them. And the reason why I was doing that is because I started to see some reoccurring or very similar questions. So I figured let's make this a segment or even sometimes a complete episode where I ask answer questions. So you can email me your questions by going to Tia at TiaMarieJohnson.com or you can go to my website. The contact form is there, uh, TiaMarieJohnson.com. And uh, just state where you're from. So for example, I would say Samantha from Texas or Joy from Germany, right? And even if you want to change your name, let me know. No worries. When I used to do this 
way back in the day where I had callers come in. They would never want to say their first name. It's okay. All right. I got you covered. Last but not least, a survey will be coming out soon that will be in the link of the description for the episode. I'm planning content for next year, and I would love your input on what you would want to hear more of on this podcast, or maybe someone who you would like to see be a guest on the podcast. So look out for that um, link coming soon. All right. You know, for this series, I've been pulling Oracle cards to kickstart this. So I am using still Colette Baron Reed, uh, but this deck is different. It's Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. And I think this was her second deck, maybe third. Anyway, let's get into it. So I shuffled ahead of time. And the card I pulled here is Lady of Lightning. Surprises, sometimes shock, total paradigm shift. And it's this beautiful woman who has electricity coming from her hands and it looks like the northern lights are behind her but it's uh, a different color very electric looking so actually you know what let's pull another card what's the next card the keeper of scales fairness and balance oh yeah that makes so much sense so with these two cards it's it's sort of reminding me of the tower card a little bit because the electricity is just you know breaking up things and you know, it's like this big shocker. But then we have the second card that's really showing a calm woman. Uh, she's balanced, holding the scales. So we see a shakeup and then a calmness right after that. So we're wrapping up the end of the year, right? This is going to be a time to think about what is going to come with us or who will be coming with us into the new year, things like that. And there will be a time where we're going to readjust things and make everything balanced again. Let's pull a third card. Lady of the gift, generosity, receiving, withholding. Oh, this is great. So in, in getting yourself a little bit more stable, you know, after the holidays and things like that, it's time to allow yourself to receive the gifts. Okay. I know winter is a time where it's a lot of resting, but this is a time that you can plant some seeds, right? When you do self-reflection and things like that, you can nurture that part within and allow that to grow so you can reap the benefits, the gift of you pouring into yourself, however that shows up in your life. So these three cards are showing, you know, a cycle of breaking up, whatever that looks like. So stuff is going to start to get moved around. You know, it's going to be shocking, but it's going to be great. All right. Because it's going to be a shift that happens. So a shift in perspective, shift in mindset, shift in, you know, your paths, your goals, things like that, leaning towards, you know, everything settling, right. It's like the calm after the storm, everything settled. And then the gift that you will be giving yourself is, all that investment that you poured into yourself, that nurturing that you poured into yourself, those are the gifts that are going to come around, whatever that looks like for you, because it shows up differently for different people. When you you focus more on yourself, you may be able to have a clearer mind for the, the direction you want to go in your life, right? Among other things. All right, so 
keep that in mind as we go through these movies. So why movies for this winter magic series? Mainly because movies present a a space and time, if you will. You know, you're watching watching a movie for one, two, three hours maybe, where your mind is taking a time out from whatever's going on in your life to get involved in a movie. And, you know, sometimes if we really get involved in a movie, when, when we're really connected, we feel the emotion of a movie. You know, we cry, we laugh, we get angry, we're yelling, right? Or sometimes if the movie sucks, we're, <laughs> we're really annoyed or angry and we want our money back, right? But it's a lot of emotion that happens when we are watching a movie. And with that, a mindset uh, shift or perspective happens, or, you know, you might see something that just revs you up, like, yeah, I'm going to go do that. You know, like imagine when Rocky came out, you know, it's like people, I can imagine it's like revved up, like, yeah, you know. So, (laughs) you know, when you watch these movies, there's the, the surface level message. And then there's the other messages, right? And then, and it gets deep and it's like, whoa, wow, I, I didn't think of it like that. Or that character has a lot of depth to him, her, they. So this is why I picked these movies. And I was thinking about this for weeks. I, I had this series in my mind for a while, but I wanted to talk about these types of movies for so long and it finally fit. So the first movie I have is Beautiful Creatures. Now, this is a movie that I liked because it's a scene where, and again, not giving up anything. It's a scene where uh, the house that people were going to on the outside looks scary and just like unkempt and you think no one lives on this premises or on the premises. You think, oh my gosh. You open the door and it's this like grand piano. It looks, the the house looks like something from a Vogue magazine photo shoot. And I thought, wow, that's truly like when you are someone who's really deeply involved in spirituality and you, you get into your dark feminine, you're not all love and light and people misunderstand that. And it looks scary and, you know, oh my gosh, like what's going on there? But, you know, you open up the door or people get to know you, et cetera. It's like, oh, wow. Wow. Totally misread that. It's like judging a book by its cover. So let's go to the website. Um, website I'm on is IMDB to give you a quick synopsis of the movie. And it's so funny. I remember when I, IMDB first became a thing. Uh, this guy told me about it. I'm like, what's that? He goes, it's internet movie database. It tells you all the information about movies and stuff. I was like, wow, that's really um, a game changer there. And now it's, it's like secondhand, almost like a, a household name. Yeah, go to IMDB. Um, so it has here Ethan Waite. I believe I'm pronouncing that, that last name right longs to escape his small southern town he meets a mysterious new girl lena duchans sorry i've mispronounced that 
Together, they uncover dark secrets about their respective families, their history, and their town. So uh, I'm going to scroll down here. It's not a long movie. I just wanted to see. Oh, actually, it's two hours. So it's just it's a decent amount of time. Um, so this movie, it, it, it involves family. It involves friendship. It involves love. Uh, discovery, self-discovery, so many great things that we experience in life, this movie uh, dives into, but also with uh, the magical aspect. Uh, Viola Davis is in here. Uh, I was looking for something else, but I don't see it here. All right, so that was just a brief synopsis. It's another one here. Here's the storyline. A teenager, Ethan, is obsessed with his huge urge to finish high school and go on to college in order to leave a small town in Gatlin, South Carolina, until a mysterious girl begins to inhabit his dreams when he meets Lena, a newcomer who just enrolled in his school. Ethan knows she is the girl in his dreams. Lena is rejected by the rest of her classmates for being the niece of Macon Ravenwood, Jeremy Irons, another great actor, whom the town's superstitious residents consider to be a devil worshiper. But Ethan gives her a ride anyway, and they fall in love. Lena reveals to her new boyfriend that she is a witch and that on her 16th birthday, she will be claimed by either the forces of light or of darkness. She will remain in the light, but only if she does not remain in love with Ethan. To make matters worse, her evil mother, Seraphine, is casting spells to push Lena to the dark side. Ethan joins her in search to find a magic spell to save their doomed love. Will the lovers succeed? Dun, dun, dun. So you see here, it involves love and family issues and uh, actually a young woman who knows who she is, right? But she has to deal with these life choices. I remember being young and feeling different, you know, just feeling like uh, not exactly knowing what that was. I just remember feeling a little different. I had a friend whose name was Crystal in my grade school. She goes, you want to be my friend, you know? And it's just so funny just thinking about that over the years, the things that we done as a kid and then the realization that happens later. But here it is, this young woman, she knows she's a witch. How cool would that be to just know that? In my first book, I talked about uh, when I... I forget how old I was. I was like a teenager and I swore, swore my family was going to tell me like Sabrina, the teenage witch, the one from the nineties, you know, and you're a witch. <laughs> like I swore, I swore it was going to be something like, all right, your, your, you know, whatever birthday, you know, this is what's really going down. And none of that happened. So that was a disappointment. <laughs> i say at the least. However, there are some kids who, uh, are raised in households where they practice witch, witchcraft. And so they know that part of them already. How cool is that? Uh, another thing that's cool here is that uh, the character Ethan, he's like, okay, yeah, you're a witch. I'm still going to drive you home. And if I remember correctly, it's this one scene in the beginning 
where she's like, no, 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 I'm really a witch. And she makes it snow. And I'll leave it at that. I won't say anything else about the movie. And it's one of those things that uh, it's like, okay, do you really want to be with me? And how many times do we think about that as a spiritual person, whether you're just starting and you're thinking, hey, this is some crazy stuff that goes down. I don't know, <laughs> you know, if whoever I want to be with is going to be accepting of this, you know, do I have to hide certain things? That should not be the case with your spouse who you, you know, want to be in a long-term relationship with. They should be able to accept you as the witch you are, right? So this is a really good movie to understand or help you to even think more about dynamics of love, being a witch, uh, family issues, uh, making tough choices, and, and finding different ways to solve a problem. And also not counting out basically spirit, you know, that that little, uh, how can I put this, that behind the curtain, you know, like, What's what's going on over there? Because spirit is doing this thing. So you know the, the the surprises and the miracles that happen. It's like, oh wow, got it, got it, got it. Just when you thought you were out. And this is what I love about movies is that you know going back to what I was saying, how it just takes us out of one zone mentally and into another. And it's a play on life so many times. So. Watching this movie, especially during a winter, is a great thing to do because it's going to help you to reflect on that, uh, which is going on within, and then you can connect with the winter cycle of what needs to be released. What do I need to add to this fire to make it burn brighter, right? Because it's wintertime, we want the warmth. You know, the element of fire works with transitioning and illumination. So what do I need to illuminate in my life? What do I need to add fuel to in my life to turn up that fire? Okay, what do I need to reflect on? And like, what do I need to get warmth to in my life? It's probably me. I probably need to give myself a hug. So that's what I'm saying when it comes to movies like this and then watching them during a certain time. Okay, that winter element, endings, beginnings, you know, is darker more, time to go within. And even the title Beautiful Creatures is a play on words. And I'll leave it at that. So take the time to watch it. I would say first is watch it to watch it. And if you watch it before, rewatch it just to rewatch it. And then watch it again, maybe a day or two later with more of what I was saying and the reflection you've done when you watched it, go into that consciously and then pick out what's standing out to you and, and, you know, press pause and think about that. Like, oh, when he did that, that made me think or feel like this. Ooh, because that happened to me a few years ago. And you know what? I really didn't work through that. All right, let's go to the next movie. Bell Book and Candle. This is such uh, this is such a cute, timeless movie. Uh throwback, if you will. 
It has James Stewart in there, uh, who I uh, I adore his work. You know, he's he plays. Um, why can I think of the name now? Of course, I would not remember as I'm talking about it. Uh, he played one of my favorite characters in, or actually my favorite character in It's a Wonderful Life. I That's my favorite movie of all time. And what can I say? What can I say? But we're not going to talk about It's a Wonderful Life. So, oh, and Beautiful Creatures, that's the one that came out in 2013 because it looks like there was another one. So Bell Book and Candle. All right. Came out in 1958. And it's just under two hours. All right. And the quick synopsis is a modern day witch likes her neighbor, but despises his fiance. So she enchants him to love her instead. Now, this is a love spell. I do not recommend (laughs) making people love you. I recommend the love spells to bring attraction in your life, that romantic love. But this is a movie. All right, so it has Kim Novak, Jack Lemon, and James Stewart. Actually, I'm just going to click on James Stewart real quick because now it's going to bother me that I can't remember. <laughs> His character is a wonderful life. It's like sticking out. It's, like, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's just bothering me. All right, so here we go. Uh, George Bailey. Yeah, I don't, I'm so mad at myself that I couldn't remember that. It would have came back to me eventually. All right. So anyway, Bell, Book, and Candle. I'm going to scroll down here. Still on IMDb to the storyline. All right. Gillian Holroyd, which is Kim Novak's character, is a modern day witch living in Greenwich Village. A publisher named Shep Henderson James Stewart, moves into the apartment above hers and becomes interested in him. When she learns he is going to marry her college nemesis, Merrill Kittredge, played by Janice Rule, the next day, Gillian uses her cat, uh, got, what is it, Piwak? I forget how it's pronounced. Piwak? To cast a love spell on Shep. Shep is immediately, and I'm Again, sorry if I mispronounced it because it's spelled S-H-E-P. So Shep is immediately enamored with Gillian. And did I say Gillian? I'm going back between Gillian and Jillian. I apologize. Gillian and breaks up Meryl uh, and breaks them up. So on the morning of their wedding, Gillian makes it so that the author who comes in, uh, who visits Sheep and hopes to publish his book. Okay, so it looks like they messed up the sentence here. Hold on, I'm just going to skip down a line. All right. And then she has a warlock brother, Nick, who is collaborating with Sydney. She is worried that Shep will learn about her true nature and her love spell. Since Gillian, Gillian finds herself actually falling in love with Shep, something that will make her lose her powers, she must make a choice to what she really wants. Sorry for butchering that. They, like, it was one sentence kind of threw me off. All right. So basically, uh, Kim Novak's character falls in love with James Stewart's character, and he is engaged to someone who is her nemesis from college. Her brother has powers as well, and her brother is working with uh, 
someone who wants to get his story published and he, he wants to get his story published that is about witches. And uh, Gillian, played by, again, Kim Novak, Kim Novak doesn't want that book to be published as well because she doesn't want the witch world to be exposed. Her brother disagrees. All right, so there's basically two storylines going on here. Or maybe a sub-storyline in the overarching is Gillian falling in love with Shep. The reason why I suggested this movie is because, again, it's dealing with love. And we can take love and use that to how it applies in your life. Whether you love your job, but you don't feel fulfilled anymore. You, you, and you're in a relationship, but that's not fulfilling. Whatever the case may be, you know, whatever you love, think about that. Or something that you want to attract in your life. Next is to look at the characters Jillian is so powerful so powerful and she works with her cat her cats are familiar and she knows what she wants and she goes after it now she is also overstepping boundaries because she's really doing this to get back at her college nemesis right and she just ends up falling in love as the storyline suggests, not giving up anything. This is also about understanding your powers, right? You don't want to overstep boundaries out of spite, <laughs> right? You don't want to force someone to love you. But this movie is still really good because it just shows the many things a powerful witch deals with, including their emotions. Right. So she ends up reflecting on that. And that's the key here because we make mistakes. And we had to be willing to check ourselves first and foremost, you know, nothing else. But also, uh, Jillian keeps herself so well poised, the, the, just the way she dresses. You know, she has money, she has, you know, the business and things like that. And so it's also showing a different aspect of a witch. This isn't a witch who's thinking, like, I don't know what I want to do, like with the beautiful creatures where, you know, the young witch, she has to make a decision. This witch is already powerful. She knows who she is. She knows what she wants. She just has to check her emotions, among other things. Okay? So this is, again, it's a timeless movie. There's so much more to talk about this movie, but I, I don't want to spoil anything Again, which is another reason why I didn't rewatch these movies recently because I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, I truly enjoyed this movie. It moved me. It's something about also the the era in which or era <laughs> in which the movie came out because that's a time too when the you know the ugly old creepy witch could have been perpetuated right but it was a different take on it and and i like that her being this woman who's very sure of herself so watch that just under two minutes or two minutes <laughs> two hours and again just like with beautiful creatures watch it first to watch it enjoy it then watch it again 
after you have some time to just reflect on a movie, watch it consciously and see what sticks out to you. I will say this is even a club that they go to that's, you know, for, you know, hit people, people who also are just all about like an underground scene. And actually that's where, you know, some witches would go. Right. So I like that too, is a bit of, you know, let's have something to ourselves, you know? So watch that movie. It's, it's really cool. The personalities are really dynamic. It's not just some fluffy, you know, I'm a witch and I'm just going to make people do what I want. It's really a self-reflection movie as well. Learning from mistakes, et cetera. It's, it's really a beautiful movie. All right. Moving right along, moving right along. The final movie I have on my list is actually not really a witchy movie, but it has undertones of it. And I would say it may even be closer to how we work in this world more than the other two movies. And that's Chocolat. <laughs> so I will admit, I watched this movie because Johnny Depp was in it. I was like, oh, Johnny Depp's in there and chocolate's involved. I'm definitely watching this movie. Um, <laughs> but what I learned was that this movie is something that's so powerful and it was easy to just mistake it by the title. And, you know, of course there's Johnny Depp as something that is like, oh man, this is going to be like a, like a, a chick movie where, you know, Johnny Depp is going to be sexy, but he's already, you know, sexy. So he doesn't really have to try, but I, I like it. I like it. All right. So this is a two hour movie. This came out in 2000. Wow, 21 years already. Anyway, all right. So here's the quick synopsis. A French woman and her young daughter open up a chocolate shop in a small remote village that shakes up the rigid morality of the community. All right. And here's the storyline. Oh, yeah. Judy Dench is in here. Yeah, there's so many great people. Carrie Ann Moss. Oh, yeah. From The Matrix. Yep, yep, yep. Or I remember her from The Matrix. All right. Here's the storyline. It's not much longer than the uh, quick synopsis. Okay. When single mother, uh, I guess it's Vianne, uh, and her six-year-old daughter, Anouk, move to rural France and open a chocolate shop with Sunday hours across the street from a local church. They are met with some skepticism, but as soon as they coax the townspeople to enjoying their delicious products, they are warmly welcome. So a reason or some reasons why I picked this movie is because the taboo, right? This lady comes into this town to make and sell chocolate which is a little bit taboo right it's like ooh, chocolate oh and by the way the stores open on sundays and by the way she's helping people to reignite something within in them through eating chocolate and she has all these different types of chocolate with the different spices in there and she makes these recommendations to people and it's this um let me see what this, you know, actually, I'm not going to say that because that may give away part of the movie. Um, she, she basically is helping people to remember that 
life is so much more than going to church every Sunday and having such a rigid day that you don't have time to enjoy something like chocolate and what that chocolate represents. And Johnny Depp's role, what I like about that is he's also an outsider. Like he's an outsider to the outsider. So the mother and the daughter, they're outsiders coming in. And then Johnny Depp and his crew come in and they're even more of an outsider and none of the townspeople like them. (laughs) However, Johnny Depp's people, they live by the beat of their own drum. So you have him, his people, this lady and her daughter dancing to the beat of their own drum. And the, uh, I guess it's the mayor, I forget who it is. He doesn't really care for that because he wants it to have had this town act a certain way, et cetera. And in the process, uh, the, the mother ends up helping people to celebrate more of them through chocolate. Now I'll just stop there. And it's funny because one of the, one of the uh, little tags they have here is magical realism. So the reason why I said this movie is more like how we operate in this world than the other two movies is because there's a reference to the wind and there's a breakdown of no, what chocolate can do and the spices in there. It, it, it would be just like if you were an herbal witch or a kitchen witch and you're just like, here, this chocolate is an aphrodisiac, but it also helps with um, um, being a, an anti-inflammatory. And, you know, the darker the chocolate, the better. And here's this, you know, it's so cool to see things like that in a movie, knowing that that's also how it is in this world. It's like when you go somewhere and you just see certain things, you're like, oh, yeah, this person is definitely spiritual or a witch or like a healer. It's like somewhere in that realm, just by certain patterns you see when you walk in their establishment. So in this case, her and her chocolate has that witchy aspect to it, but it's not outright saying that it's witchy. And that's what I mean where um, uh, I'm talking about like how it applies in our real world, because there are some people who are very spiritually inclined. They don't outright say, I'm a kitchen witch and here's all my baked goods. You know, some do, but there are other witches that educate people. And explain, you know, this is why you would want to eat this during these months or for this occasion, blah, blah, blah. And again, with chocolate or with, uh, let's say, like an apple or an orange or uh, grapes, you know, fruits like that can be sensual or not, right? It depends on how you set it up. And it falls under expression right so when you watch this movie just think about the calling that you have for things how you express yourself the food you eat and are you really enjoying it like when I take sips of lemonade or something that I really want to enjoy something that maybe I was even craving I really embrace each sip when I'm drinking water I'm saying I love you I am you know filling the blank with something just as that's going into my body. So it's love and prosperity and abundance. And 
that's all the goodness she was really putting in this chocolate. So think about that. Watch the movie. You know, of course, there's Johnny Depp. (laughs) Uh, Watch the movie. And then, again, reflect and then watch it consciously with, okay, what's sticking out to me the most? What colors are, you know, really vibrant here? What does that mean seeing that as an outcast? What does that mean? Because, you know, on this spiritual journey, we are outcasts of some people. We are crazy, (laughs) you know, who are we to be liberated and, you know, want to live life on our own terms and live our truth, right? That's crazy to some people. And, you know, some people prefer that strict structure and to have someone else tell them how to think, you know, and that's how they want to live. That's on them. But you will see in the movie how those two schools of thought crash and you'll see the turning point like in any movie. So really think how maybe some of the strategies in that movie can be applied in your life. Like how the woman has to stand up for herself or her belief. How does she do that? And can that help you? There's nothing wrong with looking at a movie and thinking, hmm, I wonder if that can work for me because a lot of movies are based on real life anyway, even if it's put in an entertainment form. Okay, so that's what I have for you. Those three movies, uh, Beautiful Creatures, Bell, Book, and Candle, and Chocolat. And, you know, as a recap, I picked these movies because it deals with love uh, family issues, uh, family even concerns as the mother and daughter and chocolate, uh, being perceived as an outcast, different, uh, people judging you, not getting to know you, making certain sacrifices, uh, doing self-reflection. There's a lot of character growth in each movie. And some of the most powerful characters in the movie have to check themselves. That's the thing. They check themselves after realizing what they've done. So there's accountability. There's so many, again, uh, ways to look at the movies. The surface level, like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cute, witchy movie. And below that is, oh, they really discuss family drama, uh, misconceptions, love, young love, self-discovery, standing up for yourself, you know, a lot of, a lot of good, meaningful things. And, and thinking that it's okay to give the movie some leeway, right? Like, like you, you won't, like certain things won't happen because you fall in love, right? You know, like there are some movies, for example, that would say things like, oh, if the sorceress have sex, she's going to lose all her powers. Don't take that part seriously. That's not true. (laughs) You know, that's something, you know, in some cases it was said so that way the men would leave the women alone, you know, but also, you know, it's, it's a movie, right? So the movies will have its little things, but look at the character development the most and look at some of the themes that happen and not so much the little, you know, quirks, you know, it's like, each universe, or not universe, each, um, how, how do they call it, um, universe has its own rules, you know, like um, there's the Harry Potter universe, right, and all the rules there, or like Star Wars, and, you know, their rules, you know, different universes, right, Lord of the Ring, and, you know, 
their magic with the elves is different than, you know, all the other, you know, movies and their versions of magic and so forth. So don't hold that too much, you know, as, as a hostage of, well, that movie said this and this movie said that it's part of the movie. Look at themes, look at, uh, again, character development, look at the colors, look at how the other people act that, you know, maybe they're not the main character or the supporting uh, actor in, in that movie, but the other characters play really good, interesting roles as well. So, you know, just make sure that you just give yourself that grace and space to enjoy the movie, reflect, and then watch it again with all that in mind. And then reflect again and see how that fits in your life, how that fits during this winter cycle, the winter magic. And, you know, journal all that. So so you can keep your personal track of it. However you want to write, you know, the date, movie that you chose to watch, you know, how you felt, date, watching again, what you picked up on. And if you want to do a spell, you know, oh, I'm going to do cinnamon, uh, you know, use orange or, or orange pill or whatever. I'm going to mix this up in my tea, something like that. And I'm going to think about what this character did. I'm going to do some visualization. Okay. Whew. That was a lot. <laughs> and remember the cards, some shakeup, but shakeups are good. Then things will settle and the awards will come. All right, because as long as we put in the work and tweaking, we will reap what we sow. All right, you know, so I am sending you so many blessings, lots of love. You know, I'm rooting for you. Be kind to yourself until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tmariejohnson.com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.